a reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, if someone has on his skin a scab or postule or blotch, which appears to be the sore of leprosy, he shall be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of the priests among his descendants. If the man is leprous and unclean, the priest shall declare him unclean by reason of the sore on his head. The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent in his head bare and shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as the sore is on him, he shall declare himself unclean, since he is in fact unclean. He shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I turn to you, O Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. I turn to you, O Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Blessed is he whose fault is taken away, whose sin is covered. Bless the man to whom the Lord imputes not guilt, in whose spirit there is no guile. I turn, I turn to, to you, O Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, my guilt I covered not. I said, I confess my faults to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. I turned to you, O Lord, in time of trouble, and you filled me with the joy of salvation. Glad in the Lord and rejoiced, you just. Exult, all you upright of heart. I turn to you, O Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Avoid giving offense, whether to the Jews or Greeks or the Church of God, just as I try to please everyone in every way, not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, that they may be saved 
Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. A great prophet has arisen in our midst. God has visited his people. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. A leper came to Jesus, and kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it. Be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything. But... Go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. You know, when I was, uh, when I was a child, uh, and I see there's a few people here who are going to remember this with me, but not everybody, it was a time when there was a lot of quarantining done for childhood diseases, you know, like mumps, measles, chicken pox. I had all three of them. And uh, what they would do is, of course, quarantine you. They'd put you aside, hoping that, you know, you wouldn't infect anybody else. But over time, with new treatments and new vaccines, that became less and less necessary for those diseases. Yet there are still times, and we all experienced the quarantining in COVID, uh, but there's times when quarantining is necessary. Sometimes it's for the protection of the patient, like if you're uh, in an intensive care unit and you know, your immune system is low, it's to protect you from other people's uh, germs, or perhaps it's someone who is a patient with a very strange disease like Ebola to prevent spread into the community. This was the same sort of mindset, this quarantining idea, that we have in our readings today. In the Old Testament times, in the times of Moses, leprosy was a very, very feared disease. 
they lumped a lot of different diseases into the category of leprosy. But once they thought someone was a leper, they had to quarantine. They had to go outside the community. had to be separated from everybody. Coupled to that separation was also the fact that the people of that time believed the degree of your illness was in direct proportion to the degree of your sinfulness. So not only were you separated from your community, but you were thought to be some of the, you know, one of the world's greatest sinners. Well, today, as people of faith, we no longer believe that our degree of sinfulness causes our illnesses. But we can see um, the biblical quarantine laws as metaphors for how our sinfulness still separates us from each other and from God, especially when you look in that first reading in the, in, the, in the prescription that was given. Metaphorically, their illness caused the separation. Metaphorically, our sinfulness separates each other. And how does this happen? Well, you know, sometimes we internalize our own condemnation of ourselves because of our sinfulness. And we simply no longer want to be around other people because we think they're better than we are. Okay? It's not the case. Everybody has a problem. I mean, look here, we've, uh, we've got these, these lovely floats. This is from our uh, parade of saints that the kids made. The people who were represented on there are saints, but they struggled the same way you and I do, okay? But that doesn't mean necessarily that the other people are better than us because everyone has to struggle with this. It sets up a vicious cycle. I think I'm bad, I want to isolate. I think it stays bad, so therefore I'm bad. Over and over again. And without relief of some sort, we can sink into the depths of despair. But notice our leper in the gospel. What does he do? He says to Jesus, if you wish, you can make me clean. And Jesus responds, I do wish it. Be made clean. But he does more than that. He reaches out and touches the leper. That's just something people at that time did not do. You didn't go up and touch a leper. You might get leprosy, you know? Not going to get that. What was Jesus teaching us? He was teaching us that no matter how deformed our souls may be by our sins, he still wants to reach out to touch us and to make us clean. And all we have to do is ask for it. I realize that's a, that's a big ask. Sometimes that's very difficult. People just, you know, they don't want to do it. They don't want to admit they've made a mistake. They don't want to go to confession. I can't tell you how many times I'll hear somebody say, I'd be embarrassed as all hell to go to confession. Well, let me tell you something. If all hell had gotten over that embarrassment and gone to confession, they might not be where they are in the first place. Think about that. It's important. Think about it. When you look at Jesus' command to the leper to go show himself to the priest and offer the prescribed sacrifice, you know what we read about in the first reading, you see an exact parallel between the sacrament of confession. What does the Old Testament law say? Jesus says, go to the priest, show yourself to him, perform the required sacrifices. What do we do in confession? Go to the priest, show ourselves to him, 
and all our sinfulness. Perform the prescribed penance. This is the method Jesus has set up for us because he wants us all to be made clean. So as we go into Lent this week, and I know some of you are surprised by that because you're you know, looking at the Super Bowl and you're looking at Mardi Gras, but as I look around, I think most of you are old enough to have made the connection that Lent always follows Mardi Gras. It's really the other way around, but that's okay. So as we go into this Lent, let's try working on asking to be made clean. Lots of folks give something up for Lent. It's a good practice. It helps teach our souls um, self-control. It teaches the, the power of our will over the power of our desires. But, you know, instead of or maybe in addition to giving up your chocolate or your alcohol or whatever, whatever your particular thing is, how about trying something a little bit different? Try to give up one sin for Lent. Now, a bunch of you are looking at me like I just asked you to go on a 300-pound diet. Nobody loses 300 pounds all at once. You start with something small, and you work on it from there. That's what Lent helps us to do, focusing on that. So let's make some time somewhere during these next few weeks to go to confession and make a good confession. There'll be extra confession times available all over the archdiocese. All you got to do is, you know, check the Clarion Herald or check the parish bulletins or online, and you can find it. It doesn't matter how long it's been, just go. I personally know a guy, I have a friend, who stayed away from confession for 30 years. And that confession that he went to after 30 years opened the floodgates of God's grace into his heart so much that today he is a priest and a darn good one. Imagine how clean he must have felt in that moment. So let's try to pray and to meditate on this dialogue we've heard of Jesus and the leper. Jesus says, I do will that you be made clean. He's given us his body and blood as medicine to help us with this process. So let's make good use of it during this 40 days of Lenten quarantine. God love you.